Amen. God bless you, my brothers and sisters. Welcome back to our Bible, our, stu our Bible study. Amen. And uh, I'm pleased to have my wife here next to me. We're going to be joining together and doing a, a, a team effort here. Amen. Amen. So you want to say any words? Amen. I'm very, my beloved. Amen. I'm very excited to be in the house of God. Amen. And I always look forward to what God has in store for us. And it's always a great honor to be mm -hmm. here by your side, Pastor, and being able to grow spiritually in the word of God. And that's what's essential for us, especially in these days, these later days that we're living in. Um, many are not taking the word of God and their relationship with God serious. But I pray that as many tune in, maybe not today, but in the next few days, they watching. will be able to receive the yeah. word of God, the word that God has for them in store for each one of us, but also take this relationship with God and be able to cement and concrete their ways to serve God and give him all the time that he deserves. Amen. Amen. So I pray that as you tune in, gather your family Make sure that you are spiritually connected. Remove all distractions, whether that be, you know, there's something else that you have going on on TV and you just have your phone up right now to listen to the word of God. Let the word of God be the one to sink in. Let this invade your life. And, and you know, I, I'm glad you said that because the enemy is always accusing the brethren. Mm -hmm. And the enemy will accuse you of those wasted times. Those wasted moments when the word was presented to you and you you chose something else rather than the word. Right. Amen. Right. So we have to be careful. We have to uh, we have to be careful how we live out our lives. Amen. 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 And I know going through these these this uh, Bible study with with women, mm -hmm. you know, we've studied uh, Esther, Ruth, Sarah. Sarah, and now we're going into, you know, Jacob and his relationships, Isaac and Rebecca, <laughs> and you see the relationships and how many women were, were barren, mm -hmm. didn't give, uh, they couldn't conceive, they couldn't conceive <laughs> any child, they couldn't any, they couldn't do any childbearing. And for a woman, that, that must be something that is, that could deprive you of your what is it of your, of your of what you're able to produce, to, to produce what you're right? able to give yeah. yeah i mean if you look at the context of the word of god and you look at how things were uh, way back in the times of the beginning if a woman was barren she was basically not good for that man right mm. because they were always waiting for the next successor who would carry that name right and when you think about it and you look at the spiritual context of this then you get to see that as a church, we're representative of the bride of Christ. Mm -hmm. And where do we stand? Are we a church that is barren or are we a church that wants to produce fruit? Are we a church that is ready to go out there and bring out the best of what God has brought into the kingdom? Prophets, teachers, ministers of the word, pastors, leaders, missionaries, right? Everything that complements the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And so as we want to identify in how a woman is representative in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, we got to find ourselves, men and women, being the ones to go out there and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we really want you to devote this time to connect with God. It's not to connect with us, but to connect with God and connect with his with word. With his word. Amen. This is 
spiritual manna. This is the sound doctrine. And yes, many of us have things outside of church that we need to do and accomplish. But you know what? This is a this is a fuel that we need in order for us to continue going. So we got to set that time aside and God will take care of what needs to be taken care of. Let's mm -hmm. make sure that we devote this time to be in the house of God. So we welcome Amen. you back to Thursday night discipleship. And we're all in this together. We're wanting to grow in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Amen. And, you know, those that are watching us or those that have tuned in with us, uh, you know, I want you guys to share your comments. What have you what have you learned from this series that we've gone through? Amen. You know, what, what, what are the things that you learned from Ruth? What are the things that you've learned from from Esther? Those things that maybe were revealed to you Amen. that maybe there was times where you read it and then it, it didn't come to life. Right. 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 Now, as you going through through this, this series, what, what is your opinion? What have you gotten from all this? That women <clears throat> play such an important role in the kingdom. Um, and women are identified um, in, in God's spiritual realm as a bride, as a church, right? And so how important is the role of a woman um, to come in and bring her best offering, to bring her best fruits? A lot of times women say, but... I have nothing else to give. But if you have children that are giving in the house of God, they're playing instruments, they're preaching, amen, they're being used in the youth ministry, in the children's ministry, gosh, you brought the best fruits. Out of your womb, you've been able to conceive and you've been able to deliver the best for God. Mm. And many ask, well, I don't know what else to give. You've given the best. Give your children back to God and let them be established and their roots be fermented inside of the house of God, and you'll see how God will multiply and bless you for doing that. Because Amen. these kids don't belong to us. They belong to God. They were so let them God. be used in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Mm. I love that. Amen. Thank you for summarizing that beautifully. <laughs> Amen. And let us go into the book of Judges. And we're going to, we've been, we've been reading a lot from uh, the barren women. But there's so much symbolism in, in, those, in those stories that mm -hmm. the Lord gave us, right? And I want you guys to open up your Bibles. If you have your Bibles, open it up to the book of Judges, chapter 13, verse 1. Amen. Once again, in the book of Judges, chapter 13, verse 1. And this is the story of Manoah and his wife, which out of them came out Samson. Amen. So we're going to go through it and we'll see that this woman was also barren. Mm. Mm. But first, let us pray. Amen. Amen. Amen let us uh, invite the Holy Spirit and through his Holy Spirit, the word is revealed to us. Amen. Amen. So Heavenly Father, as we deal with your word, Father God, as we, Father God, keep reading your word, Father God, because we ask that you fill us more and more of your truth, of this wonderful truth that has come to our lives, O oh Lord. And Father God, we just ask you that you instill in us the Holy Spirit. Mm. Let the Spirit, Father God, lead us into all truth. Mm. And let us, Father God, pull out a lot from these stories that you have left for us, Father God. Pull out wisdom and knowledge. And there's so much meaning in these stories, Father God, that my mind sometimes can't even comprehend. 
But you, Father God, know all things. We thank you, Father God, for your beautiful word that you left us here, Father God. And we pray in Jesus' name, and we ask all these things, and we also ask for our viewers, Father God, that have tuned in, and for those that have uh, made time to be here with us and supporting us, Father God. You also bless them, Father God. Let those ears, let them hear, but also, Father God, let them put them to, to action, Lord. Let them move in the name of Jesus. We ask all these beautiful things, Father God, in your precious Son's name, Jesus Christ. And the church said, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And now let's get to the word. Amen. Amen. So ready, let's read. The word is read in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the children of Israel did evil again. Mm -hmm. In the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines 40 years. So here we see, we, we see this, that this is a common, common story over and over and over again. The people of Israel, they just can't help themselves but to always go back. Instead of moving forward, they, they go one step backwards, and they go back to their, to their own sins. Now, are we any better than them? No. No. <laughs> but these stories are left for us as an example to learn from this. Amen. Amen? Mm -hmm. But let's keep going. So here we see that the people of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord again. And now verse 2, and there was a certain man of Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren. Now we see another woman that was barren. Mm. I don't know, but I feel like the Lord is trying to tell us something here. Why do we see so many women that are barren? Right? Mm -hmm. And sometimes we see that in the church because women sometimes are silenced in the church. Mm. Amen? Amen? But let us see. Look at this. Whose name was Manoah and his wife was barren and bare not. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said unto her, Behold now. Thou art barren, and bearest not, but thou shalt conceive and bear a son. Now, this story reminds me of how the angel appeared to Mary when she was getting ready to, to conceive Jesus Christ. A similar story. You see the, right. the similarities, right? The, the parallels. We see the angel appearing to the women. How come it didn't appear to Manoah, the husband? Because this was for the woman. This is for the woman. Mm. Right? So the Lord always brings good news through the women. That's powerful. Amen? Amen? And look at this in verse 4. Now, therefore, beware, I pray thee, and drink not wine nor strong drink, and eat not any unclean thing. Now, this is similar to John the Baptist. Remember John the mm -hmm. Baptist? Don't give him any strong drink. Don't give him this. So the Lord, what does the word say? 
that those that follow Christ, there will be a royal priesthood. Amen. A royal priesthood. And in the Old Testament, when you were a priest, you couldn't drink any strong drinks. You couldn't drink. Now, so if we are going to be part of the royal priesthood, shall we drink strong drink? No. no. Because he said, those that follow me, there will be a royal priesthood unto me. So you got to consecrate, you got to sanctify. Now, you don't sanctify yourself, but the Lord sanctifies you. Amen. 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 But look at this. He can't drink any strong drink and eat not any unclean thing. Unclean thing. Amen. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son and no razor shall come on his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. Now, you see that the people are under oppression, and you see that Samson is coming as a type of deliverer. Mm -hmm. Now, when you see the life of Christ, Jesus came to what? To set the captives free. free. Amen? Amen. And then verse 6. Let us go into verse 6. Then the women came and told her husband, saying, A man of God came unto me, and his countenance was like the countenance of an angel of God. Very terrible. But I asked him not whence he was, neither told he me his name. In other words, I asked him where he came from. But he wouldn't tell me neither his name. Hmm. Now, we that are, are believers, amen? amen? And God bless my brother Scotty. Amen. And we that are believers... The Lord at the end of days, and we brought this message a while back. At the end of days, you will have to give an account. Yes? Amen. You will all have to give an account. But here, what I like about this is that the angel of the Lord, and she described the angel with this beautiful countenance. She said, this is, this, is, this is someone that is not from this world. Yeah, this was no man. This that was, was no man. This was yeah. something else. And when that time comes where you're going to have to give an account for what you've done in this world, right? Many will say, I didn't, well, the truth never came to me. But then people that are distracted with their own lustful, because the flesh is always wrestling with the mm -hmm. spiritual things. So when you have these things that are taking you and pulling you away from the things of God, mm -hmm. and sometimes you give in into the things that the flesh wants, and you throw away, you despise the truth, the spiritual things, yeah. that is the trouble right there. That is where you're going to be in trouble, Amen. because the Lord will ask, and He will demand for an answer on what you've done. Amen. Amen. Yeah, he, and he, his measuring system mm. is not like men. No. Right? Men have a standard here. 
and they have it <coughs> to their own discretion, right? So if a rich person were to come and present its case, more than likely their punishment will be less than someone who lacks that type of uh, that type of environment, mm -hmm. right? That type of position, um, that type of influence or financial position. But when you see the power of God and the extent of God, he will come to anyone. He won't see a barren woman just like anything. He'll mm -hmm. say, I got to feed into that person because that person needs more of me. Amen. What happens, the enemy will come and it will attack that mind. It will try to hurt that heart, that individual. Because if a woman is experiencing hardship and not being able to conceive, you can imagine um, the trouble she's facing to tell her husband, I cannot give you anything. What can I give you? And when you come to a deepening relationship with God, that's how you have to come. A lot of times when we first get to establish our roots in our relationship with God, we come barren. We have nothing else to offer. But what does God do? We're impregnated of his word, his power, the Holy Spirit. He's so holistic that we're able to see something greater than what we were seeing yesterday. Mm. And that's what I see is happening here is that She's trying to describe this encounter. She's trying to describe this miracle that's happening on her behalf. Mm. And now she's going and she's running. She's like, hey, do you know what happened to me? Greater things. I saw the light. You know how there's a saying out here that, you know, there is a, you can see the green light at the end of the tunnel, right? Mm. But with God, you see his light and his light is reflected. You see the brightness of his glory. And here as people could say, maybe she lost hope, but with the word of God and God himself, he is the hope that we need. He's the substance that we need in order mm. for us to continue going. And, and what I really like about this, well, let, let's, let's fast forward to verse 24, right? Mm. And look at this. Look at verse 24. And, it, and the woman bare a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move him at times in the camp of Dan between Zorah and Eshtel. Look at that. You know what I like about this is that this woman believed God. This woman made God's words. The words that, that, that was coming out of this angel of God... She took a hold of these words and she put them in the heart and says, I believe this will happen. Amen. The words of the Lord were trustworthy for her. Mm -hmm. Right. And she trusted in the word of the Lord. How many of us can really trust the word? Amen. I want to believe that. How many majority of us? of us? Amen. How many of us? Amen. And you ask yourself. When you book, when you read the book of Revelation, when you read the end times, right? Mm -hmm. And you see how everything is going to end. Do you? Yeah. Some people don't believe this. Oh, well, it could be symbolic. I don't think it really means that way. I think we're going to destroy ourselves. And the word of God for these women that I'm, 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 I'm reading, these women really took hold of those words. And they made God trustworthy. I trust what he's going to, he told me that I was going to bear a child. I'm going to believe him. So when Mo, when Abraham believed God, 
God said, I accounted him for righteous because he believed me. Mm -hmm. He believed the words that proceeded out of my mouth. And not many people believe the word. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. I'd have to testify to that. I think we've all experienced that, right? That so many of the times we hear um, the message and we hear of God's promises and what he has spoken in our lives. But many of the times we do sometimes lack, right? Just like Sarah, mm -hmm. like how can I be of an old age and be able to conceive, right? That's what happens sometimes when we come with that mindset in the house of God is how can God use me? Mm. Look at how young I am. Look at how old I am. What mm. can I offer, right? What can I offer God? But the thing that you can offer God is your service, trusting the word, believing in what he's left for us mm -hmm. to do here. And the beautiful thing is that when he made this promise, he told her, you can, you have to be of sober mind. Here are my instructions. And this is what I'm asking of you to do. Sacrifice. Mm. Don't get yourself or the blood contaminated because this, this that I'm depositing inside of you will be greater. This is a messenger. This is someone that I will use for my people as a deliverer to shake things, to move things, to help people believe that I am God. I am the creator. And that's what God is speaking to the church of this time is that if we were dormant, if we were just sitting around comfortable in our homes, comfortable with ministry, these are the times that God is shaking up his people. And there will be a shaking. Amen. Because the word will do the shaking. Amen. Many people say, you know what? Um, revival has left us. Revival has never left. The problem is that we left everything from the house of God. And we started looking at other things. And we left that revival. We left the awakening. We left the overflow of the Holy Spirit. We left the presence of God. And that's what God is speaking to his bride in these days. Rise up. And you've said this before. Arise. Wake up. You know, wake up you that sleep. There's so many people that sleep and they want to sleep all day. But there's so many people sleeping spiritually. They know nothing of the word of God. And how can you have a good relationship or a deep relationship with God when you don't even make time to be involved with God? See, in our relationship, we make time to know each other. Mm -hmm. But there has to be something greater, right? right? In order for this to work, you have to feed into it, right? And that's what God is saying. Feed into my word. Trust me. Let me guide you. Let me do the speaking. Let me be the one to pour into your life. And that's what he's speaking to the body all over. Mm. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Start preaching here. Amen. <laughs> no, but amen. And and. So I want to take you to another, another woman. Amen. And let's go to the book of Samuel. First Samuel, Samuel chapter 1. Mm. Again, that's uh, First Samuel chapter 1. Amen. Amen. And we're going to read that the Lord is going to talk to Another woman, mm -hmm. Hannah. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And here Hannah bears a child as well, but she was barren. Mm. But I love the the way Hannah 
just approaches the altar of God, right? Amen. How he approaches and he he pleads. But let's go there. I want you to go to 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 4. And look at this. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and her daughters portions. Amen? Amen. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion. For he loved Hannah. You know, this, this kind of sounds like it's another same similar story with Jacob. <laughs> huh. But look at this. He, for he loved Hannah, but the Lord had shut up her womb. Mm. And her adversary also provoked her sore. Do we have an adversary? Huh? Do we have an enemy that provokes us? Yeah. And points the finger mm -hmm. constantly, day and night. Mm. Huh? For to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, look at this. She's been doing this for years. Mm. But did she give up? No. She was persevering. She was persistent. Right? She was persevering, right? Yeah. And say, as, as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. How many of you, when you get mocked and accused and people are attacking you from left to right, that you have no other choice than to run to the altar and just start crying? Mm -hmm. Has that ever happened to you? Happened many times, Pastor. Amen. So we can relate to this, right? Amen. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? In other words, why do you cry? And why eatest thou not? Why aren't you eating? And why is thy heart grieved? Why is your heart hurting? Why are you hurting women? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? In other words, here we have the husband trying to fill a gap. Look at this. The husband thinks that he can fill this emptiness by telling her, am I not better than, than having ten sons? But the man does not understand that that's what the woman was created for, to give fruits, Amen. to give what gives, right? Mm -hmm. So in, in our foolishness as men, sometimes we say those prideful things. Amen? Amen. And he said, I want to read that again. Am, am not I better to thee than ten sons? And let, let's keep, look at this. And verse 9. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in, Sh in Shiloh. And after they had drunk. Now Eli, the priest, sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul. And prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. Mm. She was crying. This, this woman was hurting. She was hurting. She was hurting. Mm. 
And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid. In other words, I'm, I'm your servant. Look upon me, Lord. Turn your eyes upon my pain. Look at me. How much am I suffering? I'm getting mocked. Lord, how can I keep going? In other words, how can I keep going, Lord, if I can bring forth a child? Hmm? And remember me. Look at this. This is Hannah asking, the, don't forget about me, Lord. Don't forsake me. Remember me. Now, the Lord doesn't forget because he's all known. You know, I'm not going to get off topic right now, but people have asked me. Say, brother, mm -hmm. they say, if you say about these books that the books are open and everything will be written in there, why would the Lord need books to remember? Is that the Lord is all knowing. Those books are not for him. Those books are for those people to satisfy their inspection of their lives. Mm. Look at that. You follow me? I understand, yes. That's, you know, God is all-knowing. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need for you to remind him. No, that, this is a witness against you. No, what it is, it's proof of evidence. <laughs> yeah. And that's to satisfy. Mm -hmm. And at the end, those people will say, truly, the judgments of God are true and righteous. Hallelujah. Hmm? Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Shall we keep going? Amen. And look at this. And, and remember me, and not of thy handmaid, forget thy handmaid, but will give unto thy handmaid a, a man-child. Then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. That's a sacrifice. Amen. Now, I'm going to throw a parallel here. Okay? The Lord gave his son for our sins. And you see the woman here giving, giving her son back in God's kingdom, she's willing to give up her son. Right, what she waited for. What she waited so much dearly, right? But she said, Lord, let me just bear a child. And this child, I will return them back to you. Amen. That's Many a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. It's a miracle that's been witnessed, mm -hmm. right? And a promise. And that's where you see the hand of God, that he is the God of promises. He will not lie to his children mm. and he will bring it to fruition and that's what we appreciate about God is that he's all knowing and he knows the intention of the hearts I'm sure that he took his time to really look deeper into the heart of Anna mm. and said will she really give it back to me if I bless her will she be willing to sacrifice and this is what I see sometimes that happens is that once we receive a miracle mm. sometimes we forget where it came from, who promised it, mm. who brought it to us. And we promise God will do this for you. And that's what the church has been forgetting is Lord, 
what you've done is you've conquered our hearts, right? And you've put us in ministry, but we always come with conditions. And God has to remind us through his word what we promised. There's so many people that he has allowed them to be processed and to wait for that miracle to happen. And then there's some that God has said, here it is. Here's the platform. It's what you do with it. Mm. But sometimes we forget and we come uh, and we become, uh, we neglect what God has brought forth to us because we didn't have to put too much sacrifice. We didn't have to put the effort so mm-hmm. much, right? So that's what I see is the story repeats itself. God makes his people wait because he has something greater. Mm. The reward is greater, right? And when you experience victory, you rejoice in that victory because the promise, it's like us. We wait for our Messiah. We wait for Jesus Christ. We know he's coming soon, but can we patiently wait for him? That's the key word, patiently. Mm -hmm. And look at this. And And she says, I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life and there shall no razor come upon his head. Mm. Now we hear, we see this again, no razor. Same, same with Samson. Same with <laughs> Samson. Right? And it says, verse 12, and it came to pass as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart, only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Sometimes as we come to the altar, sometimes we just move our lips, but we were speaking through the heart. Amen. Amen? Look at this. Therefore, Eli thought that she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long will thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. In other words, here we go. Here we see another man. (laughs) Here we see another man acting foolish. Speaking. Now this man had a little bit of knowledge. He would see that this woman is on her on her knees. She's praying, asking with supplications. She's desperate. And she's crying. Yep. Right? Mm. But this man, what happens? He what? What is he what, what is he doing? He's already what? Judging her. Right? And it says, look at it. And Hannah answered, verse 15, and Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. The Lord knows your soul and the Lord knows you're hurting, right? Count not thy handmaid for a daughter of Belial. For out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Mm. Mm. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked 
of him. Now, I get amazed in this. When sometimes a woman is judged unrightfully, it is only natural that the woman snaps back. But I like her, her wisdom. She killed him with kindness. She said, she first, she started, no, my Lord. She recognized. She recognized that this man is in the temple and he was a priest. So she gave respect. She respected, right? She acted in prudence. She could have just said, why do you judge me? She could have went off a different road. And this could have gotten really bad. Where sometimes when we get falsely accused, we sometimes lash out. Mm -hmm. But I like the way she acted here. She acted with prudence and knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Amen. Right? Yeah. Is there anything you want to add? No, I, I mean, I, I, loved, I loved her supplication. I loved her demeanor. I loved her approach. The way she stood her ground. So even though she was seen as... Um, she was basically seen as a drunken woman. Right, as someone that maybe just looked crazy. And we see a lot of women come in, and men come into the house of God, and you see them on their knees every service, service mm. after service, sobbing and lifting up their hands and saying, Lord, I need you. And those are the people that we should also continue to pray for to lift them up because they could be going through hardship. They could be experiencing a season where they feel barren, where they know they have spiritual gifts. They know that God has such a great calling in their life, but they feel like it's a dry season mm. where they're stuck in the desert. And will they find water in that desert as a substance to fuel them and keep them pushing through so they can get out of the desert? Mm. You know, so for me, I loved her attitude. I love the way she stood her ground. And I love the way she believed, you know, because I can look at Hannah and say, I've been there. Hmm. Many of us have been there for different reasons, right? But we've been there. As a church, globally, we've been there. Hmm. Every person, whether you're a man, whether you're a woman, you've been in Hannah's shoes or all these barren women. They were desperate. They needed a savior. They wanted their miracle to happen. And, you know, maybe some of us in, in the process, we said, Lord, will this really happen for us? How much longer do I need to wait? Right? There's so many people that come to me and say, Sister D, how come I can't do this yet? How come my time hasn't come? Are you willing to wait? Are you willing to bear? Are you willing to carry the cross? But at the same time, you know, we also have to look at the characters of these women. Mm -hmm. See, the, the, the character of Hannah. She could have, like I told you, she could have she could have gone somewhere else and she could have offended. But no, she, she acted in prudence. Right. So sometimes are we, we're asking, we're asking, but are we also living a life that is pleasing to God? And it's the attitude that we take in those moments, mm -hmm. Pastor. It's mm -hmm. the attitude that we take and the testimony that we get to represent in front of others, in front of our family, in the church ministry, right? Mm -hmm. Because if we are going through difficult times, 
and we're allowing everyone to see us and that tells us that we are losing hope in God. And so this is a clear reminder of how we should come to the feet of Jesus and trust him in everything that takes place, mm-hmm. whether it's one of those dry seasons, whether it's a bumpy season, whether it's a victorious season, we got to praise the name of our Lord mm. at all times. Amen. Amen. And look at verse 18. Look at, look at what it says. And she said, let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. So the woman went her way and did eat. Now she's eating. Remember, when we first read the story, she was not eating, she was sad, her countenance was not good. She was having a hard time. So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. Changed them. (laughs) She was uplifted. Amen. Amen? Verse 19, and they rose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord and returned and came to their house to Ramah and Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Mm. I love this because look, they rose up early in the morning and they worshiped before the Lord and then they went home. She could have said, you know, I don't know how long this is going to take. But I'm going to hold on to the word of God. I'm going to make the word of God trustworthy. I'm going to trust him that what that priest said will come to life. And God, what does it say? And the Lord remembered her. Now the Lord doesn't, he knows all things. But the Lord, that prayer came to his ears. And what happened afterwards? And look at this. Wherefore, it came to pass when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name. Who was it? Samuel. Samuel the prophet. Saying, because I have asked him of the Lord. And the man Elkanah and his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. So what did they do afterwards? They, come with, they came with the heart of thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Grateful hearts. Grateful hearts, right? Because of the Lord, of the marvelous things that the Lord has done in their lives. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, look at this. Look at this. I love this woman. Look at this. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him that he may appear before the Lord and there abide forever. forever. Look at that. This woman is prophesying over her child. She wants her child to be in the house of God forever. Amen. Amen. How many women right now are praying for their children? Amen. How many women are out there that their children are being lost mm. to alcohol, to drugs. This world is getting, uh, is putting them in chains and bondage. And you keep praying. Keep praying because that prayer will be answered by the Lord. But also, be careful how you live your life too. Amen. Amen? 
Be righteous. Be, be a woman that is virtuous, that has good virtues. Just like Hannah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Anything you want to add? No, it just uh, brings a, a reminder of how the bride, amen, the mm -hmm. church of God has to also be righteous in the sight of God. And if we say we're going to pray as a church, we say we're going to fast as a church, that's what we can bring as a sacrifice, right? That's what we can do together to be able to give this back to God. Right? He wants to lift us up. He wants to fulfill what he promised for each one of us. But it's what we bring to the table as well. A lot of times we want God to just set up the table for us, bring all the dinnerware, mm. bring the drinks, bring the food, right? The appetizers, the desserts. But we come empty-handed. We don't bring absolutely anything when we can bring the best of ourselves into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Mm. Right? Amen. So Now, I... I want to fast forward a little bit, and I want you to capture this, okay? Mm -hmm. I want you to capture this. Look at this. In 1 Samuel, let's go to chapter 2, verse 12. This is the kind of trust that you must have that the Lord will raise your sons and your daughters in a good place. Because look at this. Hannah knew in chapter 2, in, in chapter two verse 12. Look at this. Let's, let's read this. Mm -hmm. It says, now the sons of Eli were sons of Belial. They knew not the Lord. Mm. Even though Hannah knew, Lord, you gave me a child, but I'm going to trust you that I'm going to put him back with the priest that is corrupted and their children are corrupted. But I will trust you that my child will be taken care of. Mm. Look at that. Do we have that trust? What kind of trust do you have in the Lord? Amen. Would you have the trust of Hannah? Hmm. To, will, you, will you give like Hannah did your child even though you know that the priests are corrupted? Hmm. Hmm? That's a trust. Yeah. That's a testament to your faith and your relationship with that's God. A, that's according to your faith. Amen. Amen. But I want to fast forward to chapter to verse 34, same chapter, chapter 2, verse 34. And look at this. And this shall be a sign unto thee that shall come upon thy two sons, Anhavni and Phineas. And one day they shall die, both of them. And I will raise me up a faithful priest. Who was he talking about? Samuel. Hmm. But and the foreshadowing of Christ that shall do according to that which is in my heart and in my mind. And I will build him a sure house mm. and he shall walk before my anointed forever. Yeah. That is the kind of trust that Hannah had with the Lord mm. to give him back, even though their children of the priest were corrupt. That's a trust. Yeah. That's the kind of trust you must build in your character. Hmm? Amen. Okay, go ahead and share. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> the Lord is depositing something in there. Well, what I see is that are we willing to trust God hmm? in everything? In everything. In everything. Even your child, your yes. children. Yes, and you know what? The more our children get older, right? It gets harder because now they make their own decisions. Mm -hmm. 
Now, are you willing as a parent now to say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you with them. I trust you with my children. And in the foundation that we've established, right, and knowing your word and preaching your gospel and being a testimony of you, Lord, that they will continue to remember if they ever choose to walk away, that they will be reminded, Lord, of what you've brought to the table, what you have for them, what you've established for them as the cornerstone of their lives. And mm. so this is what God is preaching um, to each one of us. Are we willing to put our trust in God or are we willing to put our trust in men? There's a big difference because men will lie to you, men will hurt you, they'll break their promises. And I'm speaking both of men and women here. But God, he won't do any of that to you, right? So it's who you trust. Put your trust on Jesus Christ. Establish your roots in the sound doctrine. Amen. Live by every word that's been left here for us to follow and uphold. And everything else, if you put him first, everything else shall be added. In your life, in your marriage, in your family, ministry, with your extended family, and whatever and whatever you do, God will take care of it, you know? Mm. So we have to be a testimony to that. And that's what I loved about her attitude. And as a bride, if we take on that attitude and we embrace the character of God, mm. he's loving, he's forgiving, he's the one that's, that's going to come, amen, to lift up his bride, we should be preparing for him, mm. right? We should amen. be bringing the best offering, even if people think we're crazy. Even if people in our family think, man, you're always in there with God. What has he answered? What has he done for you? He's done more than enough. Amen? So we have to make sure that we understand what God is doing for his children. The fact that we're here and we're alive is a lot. That's a miracle. That's a miracle in itself. The mercy of God has been extended. But the time is coming where his mercy will run out. Hmm. Wow. Hmm? That is true. Amen. Mercies will run out. And look at this. And verse 36. And it shall come to pass that, that everyone that is left in thy house shall come and crouch to him for a piece of silver mm. and a morsel of bread and shall say, Put me, I pray thee, into one of the priest's offices that I may eat a piece of bread. What did the Lord leave us? Word. His word, that we shall eat it daily. Amen. Remember, this is something that you, the word is you should eat it daily, consume it, eat it. That's your substance. Let it sink in. Amen. Let it transform you from the inside out. Let the word do the washing, so that way fountains of living waters burst out of your bowels, of your mouth. So much blessing will come out if you read this book. But you also have to be careful how you walk, what you hear, what you see, and with your hands, what you do, and your feet, how you walk. Are you walking in the precepts of Christ? Are you walking in his commandments? Amen? But to summarize Hannah's request, we that was a beautiful story from Hannah. It sure was. You know, the more we... We start seeing the way that God works in barren women. He finds them without hope. Mm -hmm. He finds them at a place where they fully surrender. 
not until they fully surrender and learn to trust and operate in faith, that's when he comes, right? So he looks at the request, he weighs the intentions of our heart, and if he finds us wanting more of him and less of us, he'll come. Amen. He'll come and answer those prayers. So don't give up. Don't give up. Hannah didn't give up. Mm -mm. She continued praying. She continued believing. And even though she was mocked, she said, I know it's coming. I don't know what time. I don't know what year. I don't know what day. But it's coming. And it's going to come to pass. Amen. And we know the story. What happened to Samuel. Mm -hmm. He grew up. Became. He was one of the the last judges. Right? Because he anointed. He was one of the last judges that we see in the kingdom of Israel. Mm. Because then afterwards... The people of Israel said, give us a king. Mm. And the people were putting their eyes just on the world. Just like the other nations had their king. They said, give us a king. And then the Lord told Samuel, don't, don't be sad. They're not doing this to you. They're doing this to me. Can you imagine man, man's thirst for someone to be over them? Mm. Instead of they, this, this is, they had God over them. They had no king. They had a judge. But they had no king. Samuel judged and worked out their, 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 their disputes. But over them was the Lord. Amen. But then when they came under a king, they came, they became what? They became slaves to that king now. Right. Because the king could, in fact, Tax you. Now you got to pay taxes. But when the Lord, did they pay taxes? No. You see, sometimes men want to be, they want to have men over them so that way they can continue under bondage. Right. It's a sad reality. It sure is. Mm-hmm. Right? But sure is. I pray that you were blessed by this uh, Bible study. Um, this was beautiful. Amen. I think there was a lot of truths in here in the Word of God. And like mm-hmm. I said, there's so many things that you pull out from the Word of God. And it just feeds you and opens up your, your, your spiritual eyes, your spiritual mind to discern what the Lord is asking of us. Amen. Amen? Amen. Just like Hannah, just like all these barren women that didn't have, they said, maybe I don't have nothing to offer my God. I don't have nothing. I'm poor in spirit. Mm. That's when I recognize that you have nothing to offer the king. What can I offer you? But I just I just come in and, and, and throw myself at you, at your mercies, and I just humbly request that you give me. Let me have a child. And the Lord remember them. Mm. Such beautiful things. But we remember that Samuel was a type of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Samuel was a type, and we see all the, the beautiful things that Samuel, as he grew up as, 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 a, as a prophet, as a minister of God, he, was, uh, he spoke the truth. Amen. His life was a dedication to it the Lord. It was dedication to the Lord. It was a dedication to the Lord. So if you bring your children early on and you dedicate them in the presence of God where others are witnessing what's taking, what's taking place, Glorious will happen. God will use those young children. Amen. With mm. power in positions, um, spiritually speaking, where these children will be able to prophesy. 
Mm. They'll be able to see visions. Well, they'll be able to be used by God to heal the sick as well. Miracles will take place. And so it is important to raise the children, us, as we're still walking, right? In, in, in here on earth, we're still growing in the word of God. Many of us have spiritual gifts, and God wants us to nurture them as we would nurture a child. Mm. Pay attention to them. Amen? Talents. Protected, the right? parable of the talents. Protected. Yeah. But don't just keep them and coddle them up. Let it grow. Let them take effect. Because your trust is in God. Only he's the one that can give us these spiritual gifts, these talents, right? Your pastor doesn't give them to you. No man no, can no, do no. that. Only, Only God. The power Those gifts of Jesus Christ. come from God. So this is bringing a lot of context. Um, it's, it's representative of the time that we're living in right now. So it's what we do with him. You know, so if you have a prayer that you've been praying and praying, don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up. God will come in his moment and he will respond. He will come out in your defense. He will clear your name. He will make sure to represent you. As the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And I know next Thursday, if it's the Lord's will, join us back next Thursday for mm -hmm. a Bible study. We're gonna. We're not done with this. Amen. We're gonna go into Zechariah and Elizabeth, and out of those two came out John the Baptist. I love that name. All right. So there's plenty of treasure that we we have to dive into. There's a lot of beautiful parallels here that we're gonna find. Right. And this is about this whole word is about Jesus Christ. It's about his story. Amen. Right? Hallelujah. Amen. So I pray that you were blessed. But also, if you have any prayer requests, send them in. Send them in Amen. to us. If you have any questions, send in your questions. Amen. We invite you to ask questions. You know, we're going to sit here. We're going to try. We're not claiming here that <laughs> our, our whatever we say, it's absolute. This is how it is. And this says no. What I'm trying to say is if you have questions, we will do everything possible to answer them according to the Word of God in a biblical foundation. Amen. Amen. So if you have any questions, any prayer requests, any, and if you want to come out here and join us, you're welcome. You're to more do than that. welcome. In the, you know, the phone number, <laughs> it's uh, 26711 Buckeye Terrace in the beautiful city of Moreno Valley, Amen. California. Zip code 92555. Amen. Amen. And the website and the phone number is on there on the screen. You can call us, call in if you need to speak to anyone. If maybe you're struggling with something, call in. Amen. Call us for prayer or send us uh, uh, your prayer request. Amen. We're here to pray for you. You're not alone in this battle. You're not Amen. alone in this fight. You have brothers and sisters that care about your soul because this is the battle of your soul. Amen. Amen. So join us together. Why don't we Amen. end with prayer? Amen. And we want to thank Sister Sylvia for always tuning in. Amen. Yeah, God bless Such you, sister. A grateful woman of God, always supporting us in every service, Bible study, worship, uh, even our Spanish service. She's there. Mm. Amen. Mm. There is no barriers here. There is no borders. So we bless her life. Debbie, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate everything all. Debbie, all God bless you, my you sister Debbie. Ministry. Amen. And Manapao is tuned in. We had a few people tuned in. Today, Amen. So, so God, God bless, bless you, you guys. Amen. So I'm going to have my wife pray for us. Amen. Give us those thunderous prayers as we exit our Bible study. Amen. 
And we pray that also the Lord bless the, the life of my wife as she continues uh, serving and, and as she continues working. You know, I know she works uh, diligently. She works hard. And, you know, I appreciate what she does in here. And uh, if it wasn't for her coming into my life, I don't know where my life could have been. Amen. But I appreciate you. And, and I know the Lord has a very special calling in your life. Continue persevering. Let no man put you down. Let no one come and tell you that you can't do this or you can't do that. The Lord, if this is the Lord, the Lord will grant you your heart's request. Amen. Amen. I receive that in the, in the name, name of, of Jesus. Jesus. Pastor, thank you so much for always supporting me Amen. and uh, uplifting me in those moments where I'm being tested in my faith. Amen. But we're trusting God. And we Amen. give him all the glory because this is only coming because greater victories ahead. That's Amen. it. So Amen. We Hallelujah. Gotta remain strong and have we gotta have. Attitude. We gotta trust and we have to believe, just like Hannah. Amen. Amen. I believe with all my heart, Pastor. Amen. Amen. Well, why don't we end with prayer? Why don't we ask God to continue ministering to us and that whatever we may be facing, that we're able to face it with God. That whatever we may be going through or. Um, what we've brought to the table for so many years that we know we'll see God's hand see it through for us. But we got to believe just like Hannah did. Amen. So let us pray. Lord Jesus, Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for the great opportunity, Lord, mm. that you're able, Father God, to minister to our hearts, Father God, to be able, Lord Jesus, to deliver us, Lord Jesus, and set us free, Father God. Of all those things, Father God, that want to tie us down, Lord Jesus, and now not allow us to produce and bring forward our best fruits, Lord. I thank you, Father God, for the opportunity, Lord, once again, Lord, to be spiritually fed, Lord, to be able to see, Father God, how you serve us with your precious hands, Lord Jesus. How you come, Father God, and you lift us up, Lord Jesus. You increase our faith, Lord, and you align, Father God, your will in our lives, Lord, in our hearts, Lord Jesus. And I ask, Father God, that through your power, Lord Jesus, that anyone, Father God, that has come needing, Father God, surrendering, Father God, at your feet, Lord, weeping, Father God, sobbing tonight, Lord, that you come into the rescue. Be their defense, Lord Jesus. Be, Father God, all that they need, all that we need, Lord Jesus, that we're able to cling on to you, Father God, and be able, Father God, to touch the Hallelujah. border of your mantle, Lord. And that we may believe and receive that healing in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I ask, Father God, that you continue, Lord Jesus, working in our lives, working in our hearts, Lord, restoring our minds, Father God, and transforming our lives, Lord Jesus. You're the one, Father God, to affirm our walk, Lord. Yes. Let us continue to trust in you. Let us continue to believe in you, Father God. And we cast out all fear in the name of Jesus. Yes, Father God. Whatever's there wanting no to hold us, us back, Lord Lord. Jesus. Whatever's wanting, Father God, to keep us chained up. Whatever's wanting, Father God, to cause fear inside of us, Lord oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. We will tremble, Father God, in your presence, in Lord. But Jesus, we will not Lord. run away, up. Father God, from those that want to mm. persecute us because of our faith, Lord. We're trusting you. We're believing in you, Father God, because we know there's breakthrough and we know there is victory in the precious name of Jesus Christ, Lord. And I ask, Father God, that every person that's tuned in, everyone that is here, Lord Jesus, you know them by name, Father God. You know their hearts, Lord Jesus. And I ask, Father God, that you continue, Father God, to minister to their life. Keep them grounded, Father God. 
Keep them depending on you and trusting in you, Father God. Be their provider in all things, Lord Jesus. And I know, Father God, what you promised, Lord Jesus, you will bring it to pass according to your time and according to your will, Lord. Allow us, Father God, to come to you without blemish, without wrinkle, Father God. Let us pursue a life of holiness, of purity, Father God. Let us continue to sanctify ourselves, Father God, at your feet in your presence, Lord, reading your word, praying and fasting, interceding, Lord. Give us hunger and thirst of you, Lord Jesus. Allow us, Father God, to continue to breathe yes, you, Father God, and allow us, Lord Jesus, to be able, Father God, to be doers of your will in yes. the name of Jesus, Lord. And I thank you for the words, Lord Jesus, that were spoken tonight. I thank you for your word, Lord Jesus, the treasure for us, the gold, Father God, that we continue to discover every moment, Lord Jesus, that we open up your word again, Father God. It comes to life, Lord. Yes. It's the nourishment that we need, Father God. If we're lacking in deficiencies, Lord Jesus, spiritual deficiencies, Father God, just by reading your word, Lord Jesus, we see that we continue to get strengthened in the name of Jesus. We see the iron, the spiritual iron come through for us, Father God. We're not anorexic people, Father God. We are, Lord Jesus, those that persevere and walk in Hallelujah. your word in the name Amen. of Jesus, Lord. And Lord, you keep our enemies at peace, Father God. Let us learn to love them and forgive them, Father. Allow us to be a reflection of you and be that testimony, the embodiment of your kingdom in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I thank you for our pastor. I thank you for everyone that is here, Lord Jesus, giving of their time, of their talents and their skills, Lord. And if they're just here, Father God, to hear your word, I thank you for their life because I know this word will not go in void, Father God. I thank you, Lord, for what you've done in the precious name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And the church of God says... Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So we bless you, and if it's God's will, we will see you for our formal worship service on Saturday. Amen. Let us come together and rejoice, and let us make sure that we make time to be in the presence of God. It's not enough. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. So we bless you from the beautiful city of Miracles, Moreno Valley. God Amen. bless you. God bless you.